It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the final team list uh, NRL Fantasy Amateurs am- episode for the year. So, um, oh, I mean, I guess until we start. <laughs> start the season for the preseason. Proper, but, um, yeah, the, the preseason team list season season list teams. <laughs> so yeah, mate, uh, we're going to cover the last two teams tonight: the Roosters and the Tigers. Uh, we're uh, we're pumped. We're ready to go. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a good time to be alive, mate. Are you ready? Are you ready for tonight? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just going to do my best. Apparently, not to start every sentence with "Yeah, I've been called out uh, <laughs> in the fantasy group." Apparently, yeah, I say "Yeah, yeah," but um. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even realize it. But uh, yeah, no, it's here we are. I'm ready things, to go. Eh? I uh, when we when we first started doing this, I didn't realize how many times I used the word um either. And I was going back through editing the podcast, thinking of and and hearing myself how many times I said it, and I was like, oh, I was getting so frustrated. And I'm sure I still do it a lot, but I hope it's less. So, and I hope I haven't just brought that to the attention of everybody now because I don't actually edit these podcasts at all. I'm assuming everybody knows that, but. Uh, <sighs> I guess you'll oh, know now. Yeah, well, they were saying they're uh, going to play a drinking game, so I'm just going to try and get everyone drunk by the end of this. I think. Yeah, mate. Well, you have to be pretty drunk to listen to us ravel on for 45 yeah. minutes. So we'll, no, we'll do point. our best for you guys. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> There's one. All right, mate. Starting off with the Roosters. Um, it's an interesting team list here on us compared to them. So obviously Tedesco is going to be in the one. Tupo and Manu are going to fill out the two and the three or whatever. So Manu would be right centre, Tupo left wing. But obviously they've got their left centre and right wing available for, you know, whoever. And I guess we are looking at some combination of, in the centres, Billy Smith, Adam Kieran, or Suwali, or Momorowski. Now they've got Momorowski, we've got Billy Smith, and I guess maybe our... Special guest that we'll speak to might be able to shed some light on Billy Smith and Suwali, but every uh, bit of information that I'm getting is that maybe neither of those two guys are going to be 100% for round one. Like they might be back at training, but it sounds like the foot injury is something that's hard to come back from. If I will start with the left center spot, are you, what's your thoughts? Do you think it's going to be the flying Russian or, or what do you think it's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, my my That's take good. would oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long podcast. Um, yeah, my um, initial thoughts was Paul Momorowski. I wait, stop. Um, Paul Momorowski. <laughs> Paul Morosky was my thoughts. That, that's who I thought was going to occupy that spot. Um, it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if it was Billy Smith, but yeah, uh, Morosky would be my personal pick with Sawali on the wing. Um, I, I, I kind of like mm-hmm. what's the you know the predicted team list that they actually have on this uh, you know, NRL dot com. They don't usually get many right, but I'm actually on board here with this one. What are your thoughts? Are you mm-hmm. thinking Momorowski or? Yeah, I think it's going to be. I mean, Momorowski is probably the obvious answer. The question that it leaves me with is they have about seven guys in this 17-man team that can kick goals, but none of them particularly well. Mm. And I wonder if it's potentially that Adam Kieran might get the nod at centre 
to fill that void. Although my mm. my my opinion is, I don't think they're going to pick the team, but based on someone's goal kicking. But given the quality around them, it wouldn't be out of the stretch of the imagination for them to say, "Oh, look, the only real weak spot that we do have in this team is our goal kicking." Let's fix that. And I don't know if Momorowski is that much better of a centre than Kieran for it to make a difference. I mean, Billy Smith is great young player. I think long-term he's the the future here with Suwali. But, I mean, the other option is is Suwali in centres because, I mean, he sounds to me like he's more of a centre fullback than he is a winger and he's just playing on the wing because that was the only spot for him. So, I mean, the short answer is, this team list that they've got here, I think the one through four are correct. Uh, I don't think Suwali's going to be on the wing. I think it's going to be Kevin Nagama. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So pretty simple here is they've lost a bit of their uh, experience. And, I um, mean, Kevin Nagama's a great winger. Uh, he knows how to do the dirty stuff. And, and they kind of they got the, all the flash here they need. They just need somebody to take those, you know, early set hit-ups, bit of experience. And, and that way, Suwali and Billy Smith can both come back, you know, properly from their injury, play, you know, a little bit in reserve grade. And then when the injuries and state of origin, all that sort of stuff happens, and they'll get their, their shot. But I kind of think it's going to be Tedesco, Tupo, Manu, Momorowski, Nagama as the back line. But if I, if I didn't think that was the case, then I would have it as Suwali on the wing and, and Momorowski. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that was my, my sort of thought. And then obviously uh, Kiri and Sam Walker are going to be in the halves here. Now, fantasy-wise, I, I almost just started going through the team list without talking about fantasy. And, I mean, we do need to cover off on this. Obviously, Manu is a high-end center asset, but not somebody that we're in contention for round one. Momorowski was in and out of the team last year. Uh, haven't actually looked... I mean, he's priced at four sixty six. Have you done much of a look at him in terms of his potential fantasy value? And then, obviously, he's a goal kicker in his own right. If mm. he was to pick up the center jersey and the goal kicking, is he somebody that would come into contention for you? Uh, the goal kicking is the big one there because yeah, when I was pricing him out, when I was you know going through my draft rankings the other day, he's priced at where uh, you know whereabouts I think he'll. He'll be just with you know the nerfing mm-hmm. the tackle busts and, and what have you, because um, you know yes. he, he did score a fair few tries last year being in the Panthers. Um, but yeah, the goal kicking would be a big one if he was to pick up that goal kicking. Like you know that's an extra six points a game, you know, possibly more playing in a, a well, potent attacking team. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that might be a bit light on for this Roosters team. <laughs> um, well, I was trying. I was trying to be a little bit, uh, you know. Uh, you know, keep going to the low end, but yeah, you're yep. right. There's okay. uh, yeah, every every chance that he that he exceeds that. But um, yeah, if he picks up that goal kicking, absolutely, you'd be you'd have to really consider him because that pushes his average uh, close to the mid forties. Yeah, and I, and I mean, he's uh, he's he's a quality player as well. I guess the big knock on him, if you ask uh, <laughs> our our Panthers friends, is um, yeah, he's not very good at passing the ball. Not as bad as you and Aiken, but he uh, <laughs> yeah, there seems to be a Mind you, I wouldn't want to pass the ball to Charlie Staines either. So, <laughs> well, the other knock as well is that there's just so many other good center options that it'd be hard to fit them all in. Like he just yeah, out. yeah. But I mean, a goal kicking genuine center there at four. He's the cheapest of anyone that you would be looking at. He's in the Tomoko, Braden Burns range rather than the Ewan Aiken, Matt Burton, Jack Bird mm-hmm. range. So, 
Uh, and then obviously Hamisa's kind of in the middle of all of that. Uh, so it's an interesting one to keep an eye on, maybe kind of pencil him in as somebody like, you know, if, you, if you're trying to squeeze players in and you need to go down, you just don't quite have enough money for Hamiso. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a Momorowski because of the goal kicking tips him over a Tomoka or a Braden Burns type scenario. Uh, the other one, obviously, is if he's Suwali, he's pretty unimpressive, I have to say, in his win games last year. I know he's young, but he's priced at 350. He's priced at 28, which is, I mean, it's pretty high up there already. So to return value, he'd have to be a 38 average winger. And I mean, there's not that many of those. Uh, is he hmm. somebody, I mean, he's 27% ownership at the moment. Do you think that's just something to do with the name value and the jewel or, I mean, do you think yeah. that's something? I, I think it's a lot to do with uh, the name value and just uh, there's, there's a lot of gut feel with this pick. Like I think, um, He's got a little bit of value as a you know as a sleeper in draft as sort of like a you know a late round flyer um, someone who can mm-hmm. sit in your, your fourteen spot you know um, just in case he does come good because like there is a lot of gut feel here because nothing like in the stats necessarily points to um, him being a thirty eight average center so you're basically backing the fact that um, you know he's another year older he's got a taste of first grade now he knows what to expect going into this year um, and. You know the Roosters getting uh, Kiri back uh, should you know that should really help the attack um, as well. So you're you're really banking on that that like he's going to be able to feast mm-hmm. off some tries because he only scored one try last year. Um, you know in, in five games like you'd expect a, a back in a Roosters side um, as good as this to to pick up a few more points than that. And you know he played against the Panthers and Storm too. So you know it's not all easy games yeah. in there. So you, you're, you're sort a of bit of a baptism of fire field. trying to guard Josh mm-hmm. Adokar on that wing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you look through the wingers that average at least kind of thirty-seven-ish, it's kind of like the bottom end of that is Ronaldo Mulatalo, David Norfoluma last year, who played pretty poorly. But you know, Mike Acevo, Daniel Tupo, Sione Katoa, Greg Marju, uh, Corey Thompson, Josh Mansell, Alex Johnson. You know, so it's it's not like the number of wingers that get to that point is zero. Hmm. And and Suwali is a a bigger body. Rapana average. 49 almost last year. Obviously, there were some fullback games in that. But, you know, he really needs to be – he needs to enter that tackle-busting, run-meter-gobbling mode. And I don't know if that's in his – he strikes me as more of a silky player than a, than a brute, even though he's massive. I don't know. I don't know. It's all, like you say, though, it's all gut feel. Um, yeah, so I guess moving through the halves here, Sam Walker, obviously a really good season last year. But Kiri's another one. He's coming back from the injury uh, pretty much. He's He's been out the last couple of weeks. I think he's had some sort of bone spur removed from his foot that was giving him some trouble, but he's not in any doubt for week one. Uh, Kiri, obviously 60 average despite not scoring a try last year before going down with that ACL injury, which basically was the, the long, actually 63, um, the the start of the of the injury mayhem for the Roosters last year. Uh, is Kiri somebody that you'd have a look at given that we obviously we saw where his ceiling is in terms of an average across those three games? It's, I mean, for me, and I, I normally I normally just start talking a little bit of player and then divert to you. But, I mean, when I projected him out, I had him kind of 56, 57 
and he's priced at 60, which which kind of leaves me with an, a no. But did you have a, a different answer to that question than me or are you of a similar mind? No, I'm of a basically similar mind when I was projecting him out um, for the draft rankings. I think I ended up with him at about seventh in terms of halves. Um, but, yeah, I had him maybe a little bit higher. But I had him, um, yeah, around the same, like 55, 56 type of thing. I just – I can't start with someone – like he played three games last year at 750000 like especially when – um, you know, just about everyone's going to be having Cleary too. Can you really afford to be spending nearly two million on your on your halves, especially with the reduced salary cap? Um, no. You know, like I've got no doubts Cleary's probably going to be good because the Roosters. I think the Roosters are going to be very good this year. But you know, like in those three games for that sixty average, like he had like two and a half try assists per game. Like you know, like that's that's not impossible. Like it's not impossible in like a, a short game stretch like that. But I, I don't think that's sustainable over the course of the season. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be a keeper half. He's probably going to be averaging in the mid fifties. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the game against the Rabbitohs, which was the only game that was within within thirty something points. Uh, he he scored forty eight, which is about where we'd be expecting him. The other two games, obviously, he averaged was at seventy six, um, or something like that. No, that's not quite. Yeah, that and much. the Roosters won what eighty to ten in those two yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So turboless mainly and then and then the Tigers. So I mean obviously there's there is some inflation there and I think Kiri might be one of those ones where you know somebody that has a cursory look at the stats might pick him up, but I think once you you look at what happened behind that he's a pretty clear avoid for week 1. So not to say that he won't be good in draft, I'd certainly be having a look at him. Uh, if you want to wait on your halves a little bit, but still want to get somebody that's in the quote unquote elite bracket. Yeah, let's see. I've got him. Uh, I've currently got him seventh in in the halves currently. Yeah. So have you have you done an overall yet, or you haven't quite got to that yet? Like where he would fit overall? No, not overall yet. I've just been now doing the positional. The the overall's next, coming soon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. To a, to a cinema near you. All right. Now moving into the moving into the heart uh, into the forward pack. Uh, nothing surprising here with Warrior Hargreaves, Lindsay Collins uh, at prop, Takiyaho coming off the bench, but it could be any. I I kind of I kind of lean to think it's going to be Warrior Hargreaves coming off the bench. Uh, he did some great stuff early in the season coming off the bench last year. He's kind of on the older side, but also Takiyaho's in his last year before he goes and takes up a monster deal over in England, uh, and then obviously the. Back row, Tupanua and Angus Crichton with Radley at lock. Radley's somebody that obviously we were tooting the horn for, well, when I say we, I really mean me, uh, <laughs> last year. Uh, and I was looking pretty good for a couple of weeks there until I was not looking pretty good. Until the crackdown. Uh, yeah. The thing the thing with Radley is he has absolutely 0%. Like he basically doesn't do any tackle busts at all. So he's not necessarily being impacted by that what he's being impacted by is his lack of brain cells i think more than anything (laughs) no and i love victor i think he's so good but like you know and he's a great like an actual football player is such a big asset and I, i i think he understands the game but he's just you know like sometimes you're just like why are you doing that and 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 you know similarly to pangai uh, obviously, he's got that that idiot streak in him, but Pangai's at least got some you know top end production here. Whereas you know Radley's top end is a seventy two in eighty minutes with a try last year, which is is kind of not really going to get the job done at that price. But 
Yeah, 45. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't go anywhere near him. I, I'd love to, but I can't. Are you of the same, you know, you, you agree with that? Yeah, to, to me, there's for a team that I think that's going to be very good, there's very little buys in this Roosters team to start the year, I think. No. Like even, um, like we should probably touch on Teddy as well. Like he's, um, you know, taking a big hit with this tackle bus reduction as well. Like I've, I've got him <sighs> averaging around the mid 50s. Mm. Yeah, where's, where's his ownership at the moment? I actually... Good point. So obviously uh, he was... I'll, I'll just He's at 17%. 17%. Yes. Yeah, see, I know the boys on um, Talking League the other day, they put, they put out their first podcast, and, and one of the boys nominated Teddy as their their gun of the year to start round one. And I'm wondering if maybe they haven't had a chance to really soak themselves into the, the impact of the new scoring yet. I'm assuming that that's the case because, you know, I mean, Teddy's, a, you know, he's copping a seven-point reduction or, or something like that um, from memory. Uh, just mm. having a look here now. Yeah, yeah set 6.8 tackle bus. Uh, I mean, he did only score 40% tries last year and only one in mm. the last – oh, my God, how many games is that? Like, that's not – you know, that's not Tedesco. No, uh, but at, I, at, the, at the same stretch, though, like with Kiri out, his try assists went way up. So, like, I, when I was projecting him, I sort of projected his tries to go, like, to probably go up to almost 80%, but his try assists will probably halve. Mm. So, you know, like, he probably still ends up at around, you know, 55, 56 um, type of thing. Yeah, but those seven tackle, but like, those seven points of tackle bus is just huge. Mm. He's going to get the, I mean, he's going to get one call it two of those back in between the kick defusal uh, escaping the halves and the and the offloads mm-hmm. uh but yeah oh man i don't know that's a that's a lot like that's that's one try after round five after round four that's mm. ridiculous it, it, like that's not that's not it can't as soon as kiri got happen. injured as soon as kiri yeah, got injured wow. his try scoring fell straight off okay i'm gonna have to have another look at that i i I mean, obviously, he's very, very expensive at 56. Uh, and I don't know how I'd possibly fit him into my team. Uh, but I, surely that's not – that can't stay that way. Oh, it'll be interesting. I'll have a look. Anyway, anyway, for round one, I think given the quality of – and the sheer number of wing fullbacks and centres, and, and the, which is amazing to say that, I don't think he can come into consideration considering where – like we know that the money needs to be spent on Cleary and in the mids. Mm. And so, then you, you, you want to have Pappenhausen as well. So, you know, that's a lot of money yeah, already. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, yeah, hopefully we can convince some people to jump off Teddy, off Pappenhausen onto Teddy. So maybe that'll <laughs> be the go. We can sort of do a little sleeper agent type deal. Now, they've got uh, they've got Marshkey on the bench. Uh, I think that's going to be an extra forward and Watson's going to play a little bit of hooker. I think it's the way they're going to roll with that. I can't see them carrying Watson and Marshkey on the bench. Mm. So yeah, but other than that, I think that's um. I don't. There's I I can't see any te- anyone in this Roosters team that's grabbing my attention for round one. No, it, it, the only one that like you might consider if you were feeling lucky would be like Sawali or maybe Momorowski if he was to take the goal kicking. Like that's really the only ones you'd even consider for me anyway. No, I I, I like it. I think we're going to move on because this is a much better team. Uh, to talk about for fantasy with West Tigers, and I can't believe that's something in well crazy year twenty twenty two. Who knows? So, uh, mate, to West Tigers, obviously Dane Laurie uh, breakout year coming off that broken leg. He's not going to be in contention for fantasy, but obviously a great player for the Tigers. 
Uh, North Loom is going to take up one wing. Kemba Mull is going to take up the other wing. Now, North Loom is somebody that I want to do a deep dive on, and I haven't yet. Uh, he obviously had a terrible year last year, averaging 37.6, but in the, the year prior, 29 and 2020, so 2019, 2020 combined, his average was 49.6. So that's a full 12-point drop between that, and it was basically run meters, tackle bus, and tries. So I think if the Tigers can get their act together, and, I mean, Hastings, if Hastings is what we are hoping that he is, and Tigers fans are hoping he is, in the halves, then I think Norfoluma could be a very interesting buy for round one. What are your thoughts on on Norfoluma as a as a potential buy? Um, I don't know how much faith I've got in the Tigers to really turn around. Uh, again, like he's another one that um, you know the, the tackle bus nerf sort of hurts him a bit because you know like twenty twenty one, like you know even though it was a down year for him, he still averaged about four tackle busts a game. Um, you know, like he yeah, gets a little bit back. Six point something in that nineteen twenty. Yeah. You know, but, average of forty nine. So that would drop that back to forty three. But he does offload a bit too. He does, day. yeah. He offloads a lot, doesn't he? Because he averaged two offloads last year. You'd imagine most of those are probably going to hand. Um, you mm. know, and like even the year before, he was averaging like one, one and a half. Yeah, no. Like, look, I, I see your reasoning there. Um, I just don't yeah. know how much faith I, I've got. In the, the thing in the that worries me with him. The thing that worries me with him is tackle busts are part of his base. Yeah. And he's not getting any younger. Like he's he's nearly 30. Is there a chance that he's actually doesn't he doesn't finish like he's not the winger come round 25? It's a possibility. Because I mean, like it's they, matches. Who did they just sign? They just signed somebody, didn't they? Oh, uh, um Stafford Toa. That's him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's obviously got some potential there. And Mamalo's all right, but Mamalo's a, a good winger in his own right when he's being used properly. They've also got Tommy Talao to come back and that uh, Kapoa plus they've got obviously um, Dewey coming back at some point. They've got a lot of young guys there. You know, maybe he's one of the ones that finds his way not in the team come, come the end of the year. I, I just, I can't, you know, when, when you've got, uh, uh, Nickel clock start there for 30k cheaper. Mm-hmm. I think if I wasn't going Hamiso in that price bracket, I'd be I'd be looking that way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now uh, centers, obviously, we're going to see Oliver Gildart uh, come into the centers here. Is he somebody? I mean, he's coming in at what is he 400k something? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's more of a. <laughs> <laughs> just wait and see what happens type guy. And if he turns out to be the, the second coming of somebody, Joseph Leilua, before he <laughs> was bad, then, you know, maybe we'll have a look at him. But, you mm. know. Uh, mm, fair number have just priced you out of uh, starting with them, haven't they? Yeah. Like, they always do this to these guys coming over. Like, even Jackson Hastings. Like, the last time we saw Jackson Hastings in the NRL, he was averaging about 10 points off the bench, but, they've, you know, they've priced him in mm. the mid-400s as well. So Yeah. Um, in fairness, that's probably about the right price. And I guess we can move on to Hastings. Um, because I mean, the other option is there's going to be probably be a cash cow in the centers here for the Tigers. I don't know who it's going to be, and I refuse to recommend them to anyone, but uh, <laughs> there probably is going to be one there. So keep an eye on the trial seat. Let's see who it's going to be. I think William K K E I is the is the 
the front runner for that, but I don't really know anything about him. So we might have a little bit of a closer look at him once we kind of have an idea of who it might be. But, mate, Hastings. So mm. have you started him out? What do you think? Yeah, I had uh, both Brooks and Hastings in the low 40s, um, basically mm-hmm. sort of pil- pilfering each other in terms of kick meters, like even, even sort of split. Yep. Um, the last time we saw Hastings was in 2016. Well, the last time we saw him you know, as a relevant fantasy player was 2016 when he uh, filled in for a very naughty Mitchell Pierce. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he averaged 45 that year. Like he was, he was very solid, a good cash cow. But um, yeah, just coming back now into NRL um, to a, you know, a, a below a non-top eight team we just expect. I, I, yeah, I just yeah. can't see him being too fantasy relevant because what's his break even? It's in the thirties, isn't it? Thirty-six. Yeah. Um, like, there's certainly a little bit of value there. There's certainly a little bit of value there, but probably just not enough for me. Like, I, I sort of had him around forty-two-ish. All right. Can I can I put something to you? Absolutely. And you, you just you tell me if it's copacetic on your end. Mm-hmm. So Jackson Hastings, what I'm looking at here is an average of 47.7 uh, in 2016. Okay. So 11 games, zero tries, uh, and he goal kicked for half the time and not for the other half of the time. Mm-hmm. So, And that's only 55 run meters and 250 kick meters. Now, keep in mind during that time, uh, he was kind of – uh, he seemed to be sort of – he was obviously young and, and maybe not that as physically developed, whereas obviously now he's a lot older, a lot more experienced. Uh, you have to imagine he's going to have, on top of that 47.7, he's going to get at least – you know, if he is doing the goal kicking and there's nobody that comes to my mind that that's going to challenge him for that until Dewey's back. That's a good point. Um, so take that up to – because that's 1.3 goals, not 1.3 points from goals. So mm. add an extra goal there. This is four points at 51. You have to imagine he's going to be at least 10% try scoring rates. So you get 52 uh, and, and, you know, a, a couple of turnover tackles and stuff that wasn't started at this point of try savers. You know, he could be in the mid fifties. Are we, are we, have we got our player goggles on with Jackson Hastings? I, I mean, I hadn't re- seriously looked at him prior to this mm. and, and now I kind of want to. Yeah, me too. Oh, now that the, you've, oh, uh, I guess the other thing, the kick meters. He did have 240 kick meters. Hmm. So that's going to go from 12 points in kick meters down to Love eight, yeah. which is going to be, you know, push it back down into the high 40s again. Mm. Still, like that's that's a lot of value if that um, if that projection does sort of pan out. But, yeah, I think he's one that probably deserves a little bit of a deeper look now that mm. we've... Um, Discussed him a little bit. Maybe he's a a, a solid in focus <laughs> right up yeah, type of guy. I'm, I'm putting um, him on the list right now for an in focus. Because <laughs> I mean, like, geez, that uh, you know that zero try scoring. Uh, I mean, honestly, that just matches Luke Brooks, doesn't it? They can both score zero tries together. <laughs> um, Brooks is a good try, don't you? Brooks, he scored one know. last year. He scored one try. He last did year. not. Only he scored did. one try last I'm looking year. Looking at it. Hey, wow, yeah, that's yeah. that's unreal. He seemed like he was he was good last year. He averaged fifty something. You owned him the whole year. I call, I'm calling that a win for me. No, not the whole year, but pretty close. He came good after I sold him too. Listen to this: 64, 52, 80, 68. Straight after, I bet you that was when I sold him. <laughs> no tries either. <laughs> yeah, no tries. That's good, mate. I'll tell you what, Brooksy, mate. Maybe he's a pot again in 2022. Who knows? I'll get him <laughs> on my draft team. I'm waiting on the halves. Uh, oh, maybe if he goes to the Knights, who knows? He might not even make the Knights. Oh, gosh, who knows? Anyway, 
moving along, because I mean, there is obviously that talk there that they're tr- they're trying to buy Brooksy, um, the Knights. Uh, but you have to imagine him and Hastings are going to be in the halves. I've seen some teams with Dewey going into six and Jackson Hastings going to thirteen. I really don't think that's going to happen. No. Uh, I think if they want that style of player at thirteen, it'll be peachy. But I mean, and and moving into that, uh, obviously we've got the the props are fairly uninteresting. Uh, well, I guess a couple of them are with uh, James Tamu and, and Alex Twal in the middle, but Stefano is one that we want to have a look at. I really think Peachy is going to be coming off the bench. Are you? Do you think? You know what? What? What's your read on? You know, out of Peachy, Stefano, Alex Twal, and and Tamu, someone has to be on the bench. And I'm hmm. I'm getting the thought that maybe it's Peachy, but maybe I, I, you know, am I reading that differently to you? No, I tend to agree. Um, like the the seventeen that uh, NRL.com have here, they've got Peachy at thirteen with Jake, Jake Zipkin at fourteen. Personally, I, I think Peachy's been bought to be that fourteen, um, similar to what he was doing with the Titans last year, where he would like you know play like twenty minutes in the middle and then uh, twenty minutes at hooker. I think we're probably going to see yeah. something similar here. Um, like he'll spell like Twal will play um, some big bulk minutes at hooker. Peachy will spell him, and then he'll probably spell Little um, as well for a bit of a twenty minute stint. Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And then they've got Luke Garner here with uh, Sean Bloor not even making the team, obviously. I think Sean Bloor is going to be there. I'm, I don't think long-term Luke Garner's their, their guy. I think I think it's Bloor. Uh, but it'll be interesting to sort of see how that works itself in the trials, and that's going to really ruin me if it's not Bloor because I really need him for my, <laughs> <laughs> for my budget on my team. Uh, but, mate, I guess the star of the show, he's – Big Stefano Udokamano. So talk me through him. Obviously, he's your baby. You love him. I think he's <laughs> better than Payne Haas. Tell me about it. Why? Why is he oh, better please. than Payne Haas? I think you're putting words in my mouth here, mate. But no, um, look, end of last year, basically after Origin, um, he just came into his own. Like he was obviously a very handy cash cow for everyone last year. Just about everyone owned him um, to begin the year. But from round 18 onwards, uh, he averaged 50, just under 56. Um, that's under the old scoring in 56 minutes. I think uh, adjusted for new scoring, it's uh, like 54-ish. Um, <laughs> but even so, like it's just a ridiculous points per minute. The only like the only real um, knock here is just how many minutes is he actually going to play? Um, mm. In my mind, it's probably going to be around 50. Um, which probably puts him like right on the border of being a buy. Um, but that said, like there's not a whole lot of value going around in the mids, and like he's got that upside too. Like if he does get like an extra couple of minutes there, there's you know that upside to push him into the you know low fifties. So I think absolute best case I projected him for was fifty three point seven, um, and that okay. that was assuming that was assuming fifty five minutes. Um, and at 50 minutes, I think uh, at the low end, I had him at 48. So, um, you know, there's a couple of points of value there, but I mean, you're really just hoping that he gets those extra minutes and it's really going to depend on how they look round one in terms of um, who's on the bench and who's pilfering minutes. Yeah, I mean, they do have, the thing with the Tigers is they've got a lot of middles in a similar situation to the Dragons. There's nobody specifically outside of Stefano that I think would demand to start on any other team, but... Mm. They've got guys there, like they've got Offen Gowie, who unfortunately is a Queensland State of Origin representative, and um, which says a lot more about our whole forward stocks than anything else. Uh, they've also got McKaylee and Seafarth, who's obviously uh, a good player there, and Tyrone Peachy, who's going to pinch some minutes. I think maybe Offen Gowie might spend a little bit of time playing out on the edge, maybe, but um, yeah, obviously there's a lot of minutes there. So I think. 
you're probably about right. I think on the upside for Stefano is 55 minutes. I think that would be mm. 55 for 52 points would be kind of his his ceiling outside of them doing something similar to what they've done here where, you know, like Jacob Little's playing. Uh, what they really need to do is make a decision on whether how many minutes they want to give Alex Twal. I mean, defensively, he's good, but in attack, he kind of doesn't really give them anything. So I wonder if maybe they they might just go. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna roll with we're gonna roll with you know trying to only just use him for forty five fifty minutes rather than sixty sixty five minutes, and and you know really attack with Stefano and Peachy and and those sorts of guys. So it'll be interesting to see how they play. Ultimately, I think Stefano's on that you know, cusp, like you say, and he's one of those guys just due to the sheer low quality of mid options. I think in another time, he might be one that, you know, might just warrant, uh, you know, he's probably a bit more at 45, you know, it's kind of, you know, the value's pretty limited, but I think, I think due to the, the shortage here, you might just be pushed into to sort of going that mm-hmm. way, unless you can afford to go for the, the gun up options. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then obviously, um, I, I just don't. I mean, Sean Bloor's obviously if he starts, he's he's just a buy, and I don't think there's any um, any discussion around that. Is there any way at that price, three hundred and fifty something, that you could see any reason why he wouldn't be a buy if he starts? No, not at all. Um, like even last year, he had basically no attacking stats, like no tries, no line breaks. Uh, you'd expect a, a, a second row edge forward to at least get a couple so you know mm-hmm. i'd expect you know some upside there uh in terms of attacking stats he's got the base you know he averages about 30 odd tackles a game 100 meters it's just it's what yeah. you want to see from a guy with a 29 break even uh yeah. as long as he's he's not like the, the worry would be like if he's only playing like 55 minutes and off and he's pinching minutes of him but um i don't think that's a huge risk either no, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I think he's pretty safe here. Even if he only gets sixty-five minutes a game, he's pretty close to the ten points of value anyway. Mm. Uh, I just think he, he's the sort of guy he'll go a little bit harder in those minutes. But um, yeah, no, man, I think that'll that'll just about do us for the Tigers and and for this podcast. What do you think? Is there anyone else you want to bring up? No, I think we've uh, ticked them all off, haven't we? No, yeah, I think so. Yeah, nobody, nobody particularly here. So in in summary, we're looking at Stefano as a potential buy in the mids. Sean Bloor, if he's starting on the edge, he's a goer. And um, look out for our deep dives on David Norfoluma, but probably not. And Jackson Hastings, uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Is that good? Yes. Does that work? Perfect. Lovely. Perfect. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Love you guys.